discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified in you. Give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. You may kindly take your seat in heavenly places. Wow. I've been missing for the last one, man. What a shock. I bring you greetings from your brethren in Liverpool. Hallelujah. I was in Liverpool for, I was in Liverpool with my wife uh, to visit our church there. And we're there for, I think, three weeks or so. It was wonderful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I see you in Liverpool. In Jesus name. I see you in Canada. In Jesus name. I see you in many countries of the world. In Jesus name. Do you believe such things? Wow. I've missed you so much. With all of my heart. It's good to be back. So, can I share some things with you this morning? Hallelujah. So, it's September. Today is 1st September, isn't it? And it's a month of prosperity. It's a month of prosperity through fighting. So, specific, we are narrowing down on tithing. So, I'm going to be teaching on tithing. Hallelujah. And I'll be preaching from this book Why Non Tithing Christians Become Poor? And how fighting Christians can become rich. A book by Bishop Daggett Mills. Yes, my father in the Lord. One of my fathers. Hallelujah. So, it's a amount of prosperity. Prosperity through what? Tithing. Tithing. Some people don't like to tithe. So, all those who don't like to tithe, by the time the month is over, you'll be tithing. In Jesus' name. Whether you're a child or a grown-up, makes no difference. Tithing is also for you. Do you get money in a week or in a month or in a day? If you get money, then you have to give God's money to him. Hallelujah. But let's start from here. You know, let's start from Deuteronomy 8, verse 18. Deuteronomy 8, 18. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. For it is he. Hmm? For what? It is he. It is he that giveth the power to get wealth. God is concerned about our prosperity. Do you see? See, God is concerned. God is concerned. About my prosperity. Yeah. God wants you to be rich. Can you imagine? Contrary to the opinion of some of those who preach that the church has to be poor. When you look at the scriptures, you don't see that particular theory or concept in the Bible. Okay? God wants you to be rich, filthy rich. 
Do you understand filthy rich? God wants you to get money. He says, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. For it is he that giveth the power to get wealth. That he may establish his covenant which he swear unto thy fathers. As it is this day. God wants you to be rich. If you read in 3 John. 3 John has one. Just one book. It's just chapter 1. So 3 John 1, 2. Says that. I wish above all things. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. Have you seen it? I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health. God wants you to prosper and be in health. Prosperity goes beyond physical cash. It's into peace, is into health, is into joy, and all, the, all those things are part of prosperity. Because you can have physical cash and not be happy. There are a lot of people who have physical cash and are not happy. But God wants you to have physical cash and be happy and be able to enjoy it. The Bible says that the blessings of the Lord, it maketh rich. Can you see it? It says the blessings of the Lord makes you rich. When we say God bless you, what we are saying is that God is making you rich. Verse 10, 22. The blessings of the Lord it maketh rich. Hmm? It maketh rich. And he added no sorrow with it. So this is not the riches that bring sorrow. Someone can do sakawa and get money. But the condition is that he's not supposed to bath. Water is not supposed to touch his body. So even though he has money, he's not happy because if you are not bathing for five years, what do you think will happen to you? You'll be smelling. You'll be putting perfume on you. Still, you can buy the most expensive. I hear uh, there's some perfume be like that. That they say is very expensive. You can put it on you. Still, you will still be smelling. Someone went to do sakawa and they said that he shouldn't do a U10. <laughs> like he can't do a U10. Unless it's a runabout or he enters, uh, gets off the road, goes to do 10 outside the road and then come back. Before he can enter the other side of the road. So no U10. He did the U10 once and his car got bent. Yes, when he finished doing the U10, by the time he was going about uh, 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 some few meters away from the U10, the car just caught fire. And he nearly died. He had to step out. True story. I'm not, if it were a lie, I would have let you, I would have made you know it's not a lie. True story. All my stories are true. You'd be surprised. <laughs> You'd be surprised that all my stories are true. Real life stories. No, you tell. I mean, how can you, how can you just how can you function in life like that? So even though there's money, you are not happy. Yeah, you are not happy. No sound mind. No sound. People have built houses that they don't live in. Yeah, we went to a certain house recently, just when we came, and only one person is living in the house. Very big house at East Legon, but only one person is living inside. Only God knows how he got his money. You know, the story concerning how he got his money was this. Let me, do you want to know the story? <laughs> he was with a friend. He was sleeping in a friend's kitchen in a certain country, which begins with B. Uh-huh. He was in a certain country, which begins, the name of the country begins with B. You know, and he was, he didn't have any place to sleep. He was even sleeping in a kitchen, in the kitchen, in the place. Do you understand kitchen? So the friend traveled to Ghana for a month. For some documents here. The owner of the house that he was sleeping in the kitchen. Came to Ghana to come and do some things. In a month. When he went back. 
to the country which name which begins with B. <laughs> the guy was a millionaire. The guy who was sleeping in the kitchen was now a millionaire. Dollar millionaire, not Ghana City millionaire. He was a dollar millionaire. And he has built five houses in Ghana. In one month, he has built what, five houses in Ghana. No, like he became a billionaire in one month. When the friend was absent. So the friend says, only God knows how the guy got the money. We don't know. Only God knows. Me that I'm close to him, I don't know. Yeah. So this guy has houses, but he's not living inside. And the one he's living, only him can, only he can live inside. Yeah. He's built a nice house. Duplex. Everything is inside something. Yeah. Cars. Packed. But only him. Only he's the only one. One say. Do you know one say? I mean, what kind of prosperity is that? Prosperity that your family members cannot come and enjoy. People can't come and live around there and just be happy. No, I mean. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and it added no sorrow. That's the kind of prosperity God is looking for for you. Or the kind of prosperity that God has given to you. You understand? Uh So he go back to Deuteronomy chapter 8. Verse 8. He says, But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he, it is God that gives you power to get wealth. How does this power to get wealth come? You know, the word power there, okay, the word power, to get well, the word power, is from the Hebrew word koak. Okay? K-O-A-C-H. Koak. Koak. Say koak. K-O-A-C-H. I preached this some time ago at Kaswa Church. I don't know what the title of the message was. The wealthy ones. Uh-huh. So, you can refer to that message to help you. Attach it to this one to help you. Okay? I've preached on prosperity, on money, so many times. I think we should do a prosperity package for everybody. So you can listen to it and get money. You understand? Mm-hmm. Because there's a way. There's a way to prosper. There's a way to increase. Hallelujah. Koak. Say koak. And it is from two Hebrew words. That word koak, K-O-C-H, is from two Greek words. The first one is kela. K-E-L-L-E-R. Kela. Okay. So, koak is from two words. The first one is what? Koak means power. And that word power is from two words. Kela. K-E-L-L-E-R. And kela means groom. 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 Do you understand groom? Wedding. The groom of the wedding. Uh Do you get it? Yes. So, kela means groom. And the other word, okay, is katan. K-A-T-H-A-N. Katan. So kela and katan. K-A-T-H-A-N. And katan means, what do you think it means? Bride. Have you seen it? Bride. That's what it means. Bride. So bride and bridegroom. Hallelujah. Bride and bridegroom. So the union of a bride and a bridegroom is what brings the power to get wealth. Now, what is he what is he trying to talk about? He's talking about how that we are connected to Christ. You know, Christ is the groom in our case. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 2, Paul said, I'm jealous over you with godly jealousy, for I have espoused you to one husband. Isn't it? 2 Corinthians eleven two. For I'm jealous over you with godly jealousy, for I have espoused you, I've espoused you, the church. 
you Christians to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. The, the husband is called Christ. The groom, in our case, is called Christ. Are you getting it? And we are the bride. If you read in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25, the Bible says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church and gave him. Don't miss what I'm saying. What I'm saying is very important. If you understand what I'm saying, you will never be poor in your life. I know myself. I know where I've come from. I've shared some of my stories with you before. And I know where I am. And I know where I'm going. And I know how I'm going to where I'm going. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. I know I'll control millions of dollars. That's the truth. Recently, I heard a testimony of a certain church who at age 11, when the church was 11 years old, they bought a land worth $1.5 million when the church was 11 years old. When the church was 16 years old, they bought a building in the UK for one million, more, 1.6 million pounds. Do you understand? From Ghana. The church is from Ghana. It's from here. They, they cash. 1.6 million pounds cash. Do you understand cash? Cash. Like this. 1.6 million pounds is how much dollars? About 3 million dollars. Cash. There's a ministry in Nigeria that built a building for 9 million dollars in 1999. 9 million dollars in 1999. Yeah. Without blinking an eye, they were just building it. Nine million dollars. So I know that I'll control millions. Where is the millions going to come from? It's going to come from you and I. You are going to be the millionaire to give the money for God's house to be done. That is why I'm talking to you. I'm not talking to another group. I'm talking to you. I don't believe in our prosperity coming from somewhere. I believe in our prosperity coming from us. What do you think? You will be the one to give. You will be the one to... You You are the one going to... That's why I'm talking to you like this. Or you don't like my message. You don't like millions of dollars. Do you like millions of dollars? Do you like millions of pounds? Yeah. I won't even mention Ghana City because it keeps changing. So, pounds, dollars, stable. Hallelujah. So, I'm showing you... I'm showing you right now how to precipitate the... Blessings of money that God has given to us. That's what I'm teaching you now. It's like I'm teaching you casually, but that's it. That's, I'm not a motivational speaker. If I'd done motivational speaking and collected 100 Ghana cities from everybody for a conference on prosperity, you would have come and be serious. Do you get it? You'd have come with your pen and your paper to write. Uh-huh. This one is free. No, we're not collecting it. And I'm showing you that, and those ones don't work. Eh? I know someone very closely who has been talking about money for a very long time, but he doesn't have it. He doesn't have money. The way he gets money is to organize seminar on prosperity. And then everybody will pay 100 Ghana, 100 Ghana. 100. That is his money. That's how he gets his money. Do you understand? Yeah. When he gets that, then he'll go and use to invest more and see if it will work. Yes. And he's, he dresses nicely, so everybody thinks that he's rich. But he's not rich. I know him. He's not rich. <laughs> If you ask for a million dollars from him, you will not get it. If you ask for a hundred thousand dollars, you will not get it. You will not get a hundred thousand dollars from him. If you ask, oh, I need a hundred thousand to do something. It will not come. Your prosperity is in how much you can give. How much can you give? Can you spare thousand dollars without thinking twice? Or when you hear thousand dollars, you can collapse. 
Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Have you seen it? So the church is the bride of Christ. Look at the next verse, verse 26. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. That he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So Christ is the husband of the church. Do you understand? Now, how did the church become the husband of Christ? Because Christ gave his life for the world. And out of the world, he got the church. I don't know if you get it. So right now, the church is a bride of Christ. And Christ is the groom of the bride, which is the church. Okay? So our prosperity, our power to get to is as a result of our union with Christ. Our union with Christ is what gives us the ability to have money. Hallelujah. <laughs> Look at Revelation chapter 5 verse 11. And I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels run about the throne in the beasts and the elders. And the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. Next verse. Seeing with a loud voice. This was also happening in heaven when John saw, had a revelation of heaven. Worthy is the lamb. Who is the lamb? Worthy is the lamb that was slain. Who is that lamb? Jesus, right? Jesus is the lamb that was slain. So he says, where is the lamb that was slain? For what purpose? He was slain to receive power and to receive riches and to receive wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. This is what happened when Jesus died. When Jesus died and rose from the dead, he received power and riches. Riches is money and wisdom. And strength and honor and glory and blessing. What is he using this in heaven for? You know, Jesus is physically in heaven. Jesus is physically speaking, Jesus is in heaven. Spiritually speaking, he's in our hearts through the agency of the or the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Now, what is Jesus going to use power in heaven for? He's not power, he's not going to use power for anything in heaven. What is he going to use money for? He doesn't need dollars where he is, he's working on gold. So he received all those things because of his bride, the church. So our union with him, he got all these things for us to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing for the church. So that the church can enjoy. So that you can enjoy. So that you can enjoy. See, I'll never be poor in my life. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9. So because of our union with Christ, we have power to get wealth. Because of our union with Christ, we cannot be poor. That is the, you see, it is our birthright. Prosperity is our birthright. Money, riches is our birthright. Because of what we have become. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. We are in Christ. And therefore, we enjoy what Christ enjoys. The Bible calls us joint heirs together with him. So what Christ has is ours. Not co-heirs, joint heirs. Hmm? Okay, go to Romans. It's in Romans. Romans chapter 8. Let's read from 14, 15, and 16. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, I have a father. Verse 16. The Spirit itself bear witness of that Spirit that we are the children of God. Next verse. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God. Have you seen it? And joined heirs with Christ. And if children, are you a child of God? If you're a child of God, then you are an heir of God. Do you understand heir of God? You are, you are an inheritor of God. God's property is yours. 
And amazingly, God died. Because you cannot have the property until the one who wrote the will is dead. And God came to die. Jesus, Jesus is God. And he came to die. He came to die so that the inheritance that he had before he died can be yours. And amazingly, if there's no lawyer to read out the will to you and help you execute the, the will to get the properties, okay? There's the, there are letters of administration that need to be written and all those things for you to get the content of the will. Because you can have a will that you, you, this house belongs to you, but if the changes have not been made, you will not get access to it. A lawyer needs to help you. When he says that Jesus is the one who wrote the will and he died, when he died, he rose again as the executor or the lawyer to help you get your property back. Oh, what a shock. So he says that we are heirs of God and we are joint heirs, not co-heirs. If you are co-heir, what it means is that you are sharing the property. 50-50. But if you are joint heir, what it means is that all the 100% is yours. And amazingly, the other party, who is Jesus himself, does not need the 100%. Where he's sitting, he doesn't need it. You are the one who needs the 100%. So all the 100% is given to you. Say, I'll never be poor in my life. <laughs> we are joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. That's another thing altogether. Now, go to 2 Corinthians 8, 9. Look at this one. Can you read this one to me? One to go. Yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. He became poor. He became poor when he became a man. He says that you through his poverty, you through his poverty. What was his poverty when he was walking on it? When he was a man, okay, and his life was sacrificed so that you can be prosperous. He says, so that you through his poverty, how, what does that mean? You through his life, death, burial, and resurrection might be rich. Since though he was rich, yes, for your sakes. Now, the word rich here, amazingly, is not spiritual riches. The word rich here is plotizo. Hmm? That's a Greek word. And what it means is, someone who is exceedingly rich, from this word comes the word plutocrat. Check the dictionary meaning of plutocrat. And let's read it. I love my Bible. Do you love your Bible? Yeah. Say, I love my Bible. Hmm? What does it mean? A government by the richest people. A country that is ruled by the richest people. A group of very rich people who have a lot of power. You also have one. Say, someone who exercises power by virtue of wealth. He exercises power by virtue of wealth. Okay, so he says that Jesus was rich, but became poor, so that you through his poverty. What I understand it to be is that you can't quantify that person's um, wealth at any time. If you think he's $100 million, at that time he's around $200 million. So you can't really quantify what you think is higher than that. I see. Someone whose wealth is so much that it cannot be calculated any longer. Consistently rich. For instance, someone like Bill Gates, you can't tell his wealth right now. Because by the time he sleeps and wakes up, he has millions of dollars. By the time he sleeps, he just has to sleep and wake up. That's all. He just has to sleep and wake up. By the time he sleeps and wake up, the money is coming. Yeah, he's a plutocrat. Solomon was a plutocrat. 
Yeah. Rockefeller was a plutocrat. Carnegie was a plutocrat. All these people, they had so much money. Their money went beyond their time. The Rockefellers cannot be poor again. It's not possible. It's not possible. And they live long. Even if 10 generations from today of Rockefellers decide not to work or do anything, they will still have money more than a lot of people in various portions of the world. Yeah. The Rothschilds, for instance. I mean, they have plenty. These are plutocrats. So that, that's the word being used here. Eh? Plutizo or pluesis. It means Pluto to have money in abundance. So Jesus had money in abundance. And his physical money is with reference to physical money. Not spiritual money. <laughs> or not spiritual wealth. And that's when I say spiritual money. Uh, someone is thinking of Juju. And that's not what I'm talking about. Like riches. The riches of his grace. It's not the riches of his grace. That's not what he's talking about here. He's talking about money. Material wealth. Dollars. And do you know, do you understand dollars? So he says, for you know the grace of our, you know, it's the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty. Now, look at this. this might be rich. Might be rich. Not to be rich. Might be rich. Might. Do you understand might? May. You may be rich. Meaning that it is not true for everybody. Until you key into the things you are supposed to do. You may not have this showing up in your life. So Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19 lets us know why a lot of Christians, even though they are joined to Christ and are co-heirs with, with Christ and hence have the power of wealth, do not have the physical riches happening in their lives. It says, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Every land has good, including this country. There's good in this land. There's plenty money in this land. Yongicho, when he started his church in the 50s, was starting his church after they had had a very serious civil war. Okay? North Korea, South Korea, all kinds of things had happened. Bombs. So all of them were poor. And he started preaching to them faith and prosperity. How God wants them well, like I'm teaching you now. Now, every one of them was poor. There was no rich person in the congregation. Today, even the country, you know South Korea? South Korea is one of the richest countries in the world. An average South Korean has more money than, more than 90% of the people in the world. An average South Korean. Why? Because they believe in the word of God. Companies like Samsung, I'm from South Korea. Car companies, electrical companies. So many companies have come out of that same country that was poor, 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 poor. They don't have gold. They don't have anything. They don't have anything. So, it says, if ye be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. If you are willing. Are you willing to, to have money? Because a lot of Christians don't think that they should have money. There's no will. There's no strong will. Like, oh, eh, if I have this one, if I have this one, it's okay. Like, that's kind of mobile type of pity type of life. If God wills. I've showed you the will of God concerning it. Haven't I showed the will of God concerning it? So why would you ask God if God, how would you say if God wills again? God wills. It's God's will. Eh? Haven't I showed you? Tell John 2, 1. 
He says, I wish above all things. And some people say that is the, the guy who was writing the letter. Who It was John who's, who wished this. Whether it was John or not John. It's still in the Bible. I like it. It's, it's the, beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. And I'm sure you 2 Corinthians 8, 9. For you know the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Eh? That though he was rich, you know it's part of the grace of God. What is grace? Grace is I don't do anything. God did everything. Is it true? By grace I saved. Our salvation came through grace, isn't it? That's grace that brought salvation. The same grace that has brought prosperity. Financial prosperity. Money. Say money. Money. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. That ye through his poverty might be rich. And I'm saying that there's might. Might be rich. It is not automatic. If you don't do what you're supposed to do, it will not show up as it's supposed to show up. So there are things to do. It says, if you be willing, one of the things is that you must be willing. You must be willing. Ken Hagen was poor, 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 poor. And he saw the scriptures, what I'm showing you now. And he was still poor. He was asking God, what is going on? And God told him that you have been obedient to me because you do what I say you should do, but you are not willing. Can you imagine? God told him that you are not willing. Like your willingness is, you don't have any willingness. You, you don't, there's no will. You are giving the tithe, you are giving your seed, you are giving, you are giving your offering, you are doing all those, but there's no willingness. Do you understand willingness? What, are, what does it mean? You will, oh, it's something I like. Some people don't like. And want to have abundance. They key in into barely getting along. So, oh, if I have what I will use for the month, it's okay. No, God wants you to have more than what you use for the month. So that you can be a blessing to both his house and to other people. There are levels of giving. You give to God first. The first level of giving is to God. The second level of giving is to his servants. The third level of giving is to your parents. I mean, you should be able to give to your parents. What do you think? Giving 50 Ghana to your parents every month is not good enough. What, is, what are they going to do with it? You should be able to give more than that. And the, th- the fourth level is to, to the poor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So don't be willing. Tell me, but be willing. Like wants to have more. Like let your desire run wild. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Let your desire run wild. When you think about what you can do for the house of God. I want to build a church for God. Like it's a willing, it's willingness. Like I want to build a church. Only you. You can build it. You can give $100,000 for one church to be built. Only you. Are you willing for such things to be happening in your life? He says, if you be willing and obedient. The other one is obedient because there are a lot of disobedient children of God. A lot of disobedient children. They are the ones who don't want to hear anything about fighting and any of And that's what I'm going to talk about. You don't want to hear anything. Fighting, offering, giving, seed sowing, whatever, all these things. So even though God has said it, they are not obedient. We can preach about tithing, we'll do it for two months. After two months, it's finished. You think you prosper? You will not prosper. God has set things in place. Prosperity is as much your birthright, as much as it is your covenant right in Christ. And when God ratifies a covenant, it is forever. So forever it will still remain that prosperity is going to be by giving and receiving. Acts chapter 20, 
verse 33. Look at Acts 20, verse 33. I have coveted no man's silver or apparel or gold. Eh? Next verse. Yea, you yourselves know that these hands have ministered to my necessities and to them that were with me. Next verse. I have showed you all things. How that so laboring, you, you, you ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus. How he said, it is more blessed. This is what Jesus said. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Like the blessings flow in your giving. God's secret to prosperity is giving. Matthew chapter 6. Let's read from verse 19. Matthew 6 from verse 19. God's financial system does not work by wages and salary. God's financial system works by giving and receiving. That's, that's basically how it is. So immediately we start talking about prosperity. The next thing you should know that we are going to talk about is giving. Like something must leave you. Never should you come to church and say, I don't have money. You don't have money. What, what, how did you get here? What are you going to eat? Give what you are going to eat. Listen, I'm, I'm a human being. I, have, I also have feelings. I feel for you. But the way for you to prosper is by your giving. Not by your receiving. Yes, in as much as I feel, you know, I, I went to a certain church and the pastor liked the congregation so much. He was not letting them sow seeds or anything like that. Like he doesn't let them sow seeds, giving, offering, all those like. He feels, he knows that they don't have. We know you don't have. Eh? We know you don't have. But God knew that the widow of Zaifa did not have. And still sent Elijah to her. That this, this woman is, a, he says, I have prepared and made me a woman ready who will take care of you and feed you. Meanwhile, the woman was gathering two sticks to go and prepare the last meal for her to eat and her child to eat and then they will die. Yet God said, I have provided that me a woman who will feed you and take care of you for the next few years. Yeah. Why? Because it is in her giving and she had enough wisdom. When the prophet said, listen, first of all, fix for me. Do something for me before you do for yourself. And the woman said, listen, there's nothing to do for you. What is left is for me and my son. Have you read those portions of the Bible for yourself? There was a day Jesus was in the church. He had finished preaching. They were giving offering. They were giving seeds. The rich men were giving big fat seeds. And a woman, a poor, the Bible says she was a poor widow. A widow is someone who does not have a husband. And hence, her source of income is gone. Because the husbands are normally the ones who bring the money, isn't it? The source of income was gone. And she was poor on top. Meaning that the husband was even poor. And she came to drop, the Bible says she dropped two mites, two little coins into the, bas- into the basket. And Jesus said, hey, he's, Jesus stopped the service and said, hey, it's okay. All the disciples, come, come and see something great that is happening here. This woman has given her last, all her living. It's in the Bible. And he called unto him, his disciples, this is Mark chapter 12, verse 43 now. And he said unto them, very, 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 I say unto you that this poor widow, meaning that Jesus knew her, this poor widow has cast more in than all they which have cast into the treasury. Why? Next verse. For all they did cast in, in, in of the abundance, but she of her wants. Do you have wants in your life? Then you better cast into the offerings of God, cast into the house of God, out of your wants. Out of her wants, did cast in all that she had, even all her living. All her living, and Jesus was happy about it. Why? Because the woman has started a process of sowing and reaping, of keying into the <laughs> into the economic 
principles of God. He says, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches. So there's, there's a way God does his things. It's not by hoarding. The way God does his is by giving. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So if you will be obedient, eh? If you will be obedient. Tell me about if you will be obedient. And not use your mind to live. As a child of God. You will prosper. You will have enough, more than enough. You will be able to do things people never thought you would be able to do. Yeah. David said, I have been young. I was young and now I am old. I have not seen a righteous man or his children beg for bread. It's not going to happen. Yeah. It's not going to happen. You will never beg for bread. See, I will never beg for bread. Because I, I am willing. See, I am willing. Charlie, are you willing? Yes. Me, I'm willing. It's one of the. I, so when, when God told Ken Hagen that he's been obedient but he's not willing, immediately he got willing. Right then, then he goes, he said, oh, I'm willing. Now I want plenty to come. I want to have enough and be a blessing at any time, at any point in time without thinking twice. He says, you must have more so that you can be a blessing. In Ephesians chapter 4, he says that, listen, let him that stole still no more. He's even he's telling, don't steal. There's no need to steal. The one who was into stealing before he came to church, let tell him to stop stealing. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 25, I think. Ephesians 4, 28. He says, let him that stole steal no more. But rather, let him labor, working with his hands, the thing which is good, that he may have. For what? He says that he may have to give to him that needed. He may have to give. The guy was stealing now. He's saying, let him work. So that he may have to give. Why? Because the means for him to go up is by his giving. Paul said, you know, you know that I have not coveted any man's apparel, silver or gold. These hands, these my hands have labored. I've worked and whatever I had, I have, it has ministered to me and to the necessity of those who are around me. And I'm giving you the same thing because the Lord, you know the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, how he said that it is more blessed. The blessing is in giving. The blessing that maketh rich and add no sorrow is in giving. The way God will make you rich is by your giving. Are you surprised? The way God will, say the way God will make me rich. rich. Is by my giving. That is the truth. That is the truth. Check your Bible and see how many times people sacrifice on altars. Plenty times. Bending bulls, cattle. That is giving. They were giving. So if you are going to get into the gear of just receiving, you are in trouble. Or hoarding. There is hoarding. There are those who hoard. You don't have to have anything in your account. My bankers know my account. I don't have to have much inside. My, my life is not glued to my account. When I have to go, I'll go. When I have to come, I'll come. Whatever I need to do will be done. That's how I think. Because I'm living according to the supply of heaven. I give, therefore I receive. Let me show you a scripture. Very nice scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Let's read from verse 6. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 to 8. Let's read the Amplified. Let's read the Amplified. Remember this. He who sows sparingly and gradually will also reap sparingly and gradually. And he who sows generously, the blessings may come to someone who also reap generously with, and with blessings. Verse 7. Let each one give as he has made up his own mind and purpose in his heart. Don't let anybody compel you, okay? Not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion. 
So all those prophets who are into it, I see you giving 100,000. Stand up. Another 100,000. Stand up. It's not correct. It's not scriptural. When you go for a meeting, they are doing that and they call you. Tell them, I will not pay anything. Right? So by force. I will not pay anything. Because it is not willing. They are compelling you. Do you get it? Uh-huh. Next. For God laughs, he takes pleasure in, prizes above other things, and is unwilling to abandon or to do without a cheerful, joyous, prompt to do his giver. Whose heart is in his giving? Have you seen it? So it says, prompt to do it. God does not joke with someone. He says he's unwilling to abandon or to do without. A cheerful, joyous, prompt to do it giver whose heart is in his giving. Next verse. Look at the next verse. The next verse is what I want you to see. After you have given, eh? He says that, and God is able to make all grace. All grace. So if you want to have access to all grace, there are different kinds of grace. There's grace for prosperity, there's grace for healing, there's grace for faith, even. There's grace to live a righteous life. To live the righteous life that God has given to you. There's grace for all those things. There's grace to do great things in God. There's grace to, to be accepted everywhere you go. Now, to have access to all grace, because you can have one grace and not have the other. There's grace for healing, for instance. The healing, the healing anointing is a grace from God. Now, he says to have access to all those things, your giving can bring you to access to all those things. And God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance so that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid. No aid. Say no aid. Like you will be begging around, oh, can you, can you do this for me? I want to, can you do this? No. No aid. Or support and furnish in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. Every good work, anything at all that will come that needs for more giving to be done, you are in, you are ready to give more. God is able to make all grace abound. Yeah, see, I'm willing. How much money do you want to have in your life? Billions, say billions. Yeah, you must be willing. If you are not willing to drive a good car, a good car will never come to you. You must remember that the law of visioneering is active in the law of giving. When you give, you receive by envisioning what you believe God is going to do for you. He's, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. So what are you asking? What are you thinking? If you are thinking of a small something, a bicycle, that's what will come. If you are thinking of something that you will eat, that is what will come. What are you thinking? He says, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. You shall eat the good of the same land you are in. When you criticize other people's prosperity, you can't get what you criticize. Hallelujah. Are you getting it? It's a stupidity to criticize. Why is this man having this nice car? Doesn't he know that the poor is there? Ah! You have lost yours. You can't have it. Because you are not willing. You have just said that you are not willing. That's what this type I don't like. This type. Stop criticizing. Hmm? Thank God for their lives. They have this. I also have one in Jesus' name. Not so that you can consume it upon your last. So that you can give. You can give more. Remember, in Deuteronomy 8.18, what, what I quoted for you, it says that he giveth the power to get well. Okay? So that you will establish his covenant. 
It's for the purpose of establishing that he may establish his covenant, which is swear unto thy fathers, as it is this day. What is his covenant? His covenant is to, is to flood the earth with his knowledge. Unto the knowledge of the glory of the Lord takes over the earth. The knowledge of the glory of God must take over the earth. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. God has a, a, a covenant for this earth. He wants everyone, everyone, everyone to be saved. God has a will concerning the earth. God has a purpose. And you came into the purpose of God and see prosperity flow into your life. That is why God gives us money. God gives us money so that we can build. If we didn't have money, we couldn't build this thing. If we didn't have money, we couldn't build what is in our car. Do you understand? Yeah. What are we doing? We, have, we get the money so we establish the covenants of God. The covenants of God. Build churches. Save souls. I mean, we should get into missions. Mission work. We should be able to send missionaries all around the world and sponsor them. They shouldn't, be, they shouldn't pay for rent. They shouldn't pay for things. They should just be there and do the work of God as we supply. We should be able to take care of their children without any problem. What do you think? How is that going to happen? How will you become a missionary? Will you accept to marry somebody who, who, is a, who doesn't have anything and is a missionary? He doesn't have any car, no house, nothing. He's been sent to Asankrigwa, some corner. Will you go with him? No, please. She's being honest. She will not go. But if we are sending her husband to us and there's a house, beautiful house, there's a car, they are incentives. You see, there's a natural aspect of our spirituality. Do you understand? I understand. That's the truth. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, he says that, but the natural man received not the things of the spirit. Look at that one. Second Corinthians 2, 14. Yeah. The natural man does not receive the things of the spirit. That is why you can't dress like John the Baptist and go for evangelism. You are wearing leather, leather pants, leather supporter. With your Bible in your armpits. Bare-chested and you are moving around. They will not receive. Why? Because they are not of the spirit. A spiritual person will receive. But someone who is not of the spirit will not. And they are Christians who are carnal. Second, look at, this, look at this, but the natural man receives not the things of the spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto him. Anything spiritual is foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually designed. Second Corinthians 3, that's the next verse. The next verse is Second Corinthians 3, 1. Look at Second Corinthians 3, 1. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. So they are brethren who are not spiritual. Says, but as unto carnal, even as unto also as unto babes in Christ. So there are Christians who are carnal. A lot, plenty of Christians who are carnal. So if I'm sending a husband to go and start a church in Papua New Guinea somewhere, in a corner in Mozambique, 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 I mean he, she will not go. She will immediately become a Jezebel and fight the cause and the principles of God. Why? Because we don't have money. If we had money. Should have smiled and gone with comfort, with, with joy. Where are we going? We are going to Mozambique. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. She'll follow. When she becomes more spiritual, she will understand. Hallelujah. So the church cannot be poor. The church should not be poor. Why should we not be able to do some things? Why should we not be able to do what we have to do? Why should we not be able to buy the airwaves? And preach the gospel on good gospel on TV, on multi TV. You see what is on TV now? It's because the churches that are correct don't have money. They don't have money. That is the thing. It's not because God has not called them to go on TV. It's not because God has not called them to go on TV. They don't have money. That's why. Because as far as God is concerned, He says, preach the gospel, go to the ends of the world. TV is one of them. TV is one of the means of getting to the ends of the world. Yeah. But it's left for some kinds of people. 
Because they have the money. They have the money. They are not, you see, there are two ways of making money in the kingdom of God. One is good, one is bad. The first one is through what I'm teaching you now, giving and receiving or sowing and reaping. The other one is making merchandise of the people. Making merchandise. Making money from the people by selling coconut for five Ghana, for 500 Ghana cities as a dilation, as a contract dilation. You know dilation? As a dilation. Or selling cocoa for 200 Ghana, a cup of cocoa for 200. Is that what you want us to do? If that's what you want us to do, we can change to become that. Yeah. We'll be selling handbands and YL and all type of things. And we'll say that if you don't buy this oil, your salvation is not secured yet. We'll have salvation oil. The salvation oil will be worth 10,000 Ghana cities. And you'll be surprised how many people buy it. Every prayer, every prayer point is with five Ghana cities. They'll tell you, five cities is here and I'm here at the amount. Then you'll take and then you bring the five Ghana. One, one prophet asked, you know, his, his associate. The service has started for about 45 minutes. So he asked his associate, how much do you think has come by now? Then the associate said, oh, it's been 45 minutes. So by now we have lifted about five prayer topics. So about 20,000 should be in by now. It's okay, powerful. I need some 10,000 to do something right now. Yeah. You think they are joking? They are not joking. They are serious. Let us also be serious. Just give and sow and pay your tithe as you are supposed to. Do you understand? Listen, it's either you are serving God or you are serving mammon. It's either you are serving money. Because the fact that you think about what you eat, what you wear. I said Matthew chapter 6. Remember? Matthew chapter 6. From verse 19. Matthew 6, 19. I want to give you some six points from this book before I close. Okay? Yeah, so that... It can start. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth. It's a amount of what? Prosperity through tithing. Through tithing. There are more than hundred of us here. If everybody is giving a fight, if let's say you receive a minimum of thousand cities in a month, and all of us are giving a fight, that is hundred Ghana cities from everybody. As tithe, hundred times hundred. That's ten thousand, isn't it? If we have a large congregation, let's say a thousand people, everybody earns thousand Ghana cities. That's thousand times hundred. How much is that? That's a hundred thousand Ghana cities. What do you think the church cannot do? Every month, from just our tithe, our offerings have not come, our seeds have not come, our partnership have not come, all those things that we do for God has not come. What do you think will happen? We'll build what? We'll build churches. When I, was, when I was traveling, I wanted to go with some, some of our pastors. Like, they have to travel and see some things. Do you get it? Because what you are, it's what you have seen that you, you, you do in your life. If you've not seen some things, you will not do some things. Yeah. But they must travel and see. They say travel and see, isn't it? Yeah. But we can't go because the finance is not enough. We can only take care of one or two people. I can't carry ten people in a plane. We should, we should cross over into such things. Yeah. Where 20 people can go. 50 people can go. Get to the level where we can even buy an airplane. If you be willing and obedient. If you are willing. Are you willing that we can buy a plane? Are you willing that you can also have a plane? Like we are having a meeting and you are coming with your plane from another country. Are you willing for such things? Yeah. Be willing. Work on your willingness. Like work on your desires. See God. I, I wish I could do this for you. 
Why shouldn't you be able to buy a car for your mother? Why? Why do you have to be a Sakawa boy before you can buy a car for your mother? Why can't you be a Christian and buy a car for your mother? Why should your mother not have a car? Be willing. Tell me that be willing. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. Hmm? I'm just going to read it to you, you know. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Where is your treasure? Where your money goes to shows where your heart is. If your money is into clothes, buying multiple clothes that you don't need. Your wardrobe is full, yet you are buying more every week, weekly. Every week you are buying, impulse buying, outpost buying, all kinds of purses you are buying all over. Your kitchen is full of food. You don't joke with your food. When we say we are fasting, then something is doing you. You can buy KFC. 20 Ghana cities without thinking twice. Yeah. Oh, you are into my bets. You can bet 50 Ghana, 100 Ghana cities without thinking twice. Yeah. You can pay and go and watch movies at the cinema. And pay for five others. You are into sponsoring people, five others. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Hmm? If, your, if your heart is in the church, you will buy some things for the church. Yeah. You will buy things. I've bought a lot of things for the church because my heart is in the church. My money is for the church. Yeah, my money is for the church. No, my utmost desire is to see the church go on. Yeah, that's, that's my utmost desire. That's why I do, I do negotiations on the behalf of the church. I negotiate with people I know. Bring money. We need money for this. Bring money. I lay my, what is it called? My pride aside. Yeah. And negotiate for things for the church. We want to have this. We want to have a branch here. For instance, I met my wife's sister-in-law when we went. You know, she stays in a certain place in the UK, in London. When I, I said, we want to start a church in London. When we come, we want to come and see you so that you can help. I mean, just meeting for the first time. You know, like first time meeting. And I'm just doing negotiations just like that. We would want to start a church in this place, around this side. I see there are a lot of Ghanaians here, a lot of people here. So I want us to start a church here one of those days. And when, when we come, you are, you are a reference point. So you, you, you will be coming. Yeah. Let your life be about the house of God. Do you understand? Yeah. Next verse. Don't be a Christian who's into this. He says, The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, the word, it's, a, it's a Hebraism. What it means is that if you are generous, he's talking about generosity. He's not talking about if your eye is single, like your eyes. It cannot mean that, isn't it? That's what he's saying. He's talking about generosity. He says, If your eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. You shall have success if you are generous, basically. Next verse. But if your eye be evil, you are into hoarding, into only you. Your whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? Next verse, verse 24. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Immediately Jesus said this. He put two individuals on two platforms. God on one platform and mammon, which is the God of money on another platform. Meaning that it's either you love one or you love the other. 
Finish. It's either you serve one or you serve the other. So depending on your actions and depending on what your life is into, we will see who you serve. There are three things you can, you can, there are four things you can serve. You can serve God, you can serve mammon, you can serve yourself, or you can serve the devil. I preach this in Cape Coast Church, in Winneba Church. Yeah. What was the title? Serving the Lord. Yeah. I preach about serving the Lord. And I spoke about these four things. You can either serve God, serve money, serve yourself, or you can serve the devil. There are a lot of people who are serving the devil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Next verse. I'm giving reference messages, okay? Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life. Some people think that this scripture is not true. And Jesus was drunk when he was saying these things. Yeah, I heard someone say that before. Jesus was not serious. Jesus was not serious about it. He was very serious about it. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life. What you shall eat. Or what you shall drink. Nor yet for your body. Can you do that? This is contrary to planning. I had one pastor stand on his pulpit and say, you must plan. The pastor should not tell you to bring your money to the church. You must plan with your life. We have not said you shouldn't plan your life. You must plan your life. You plan your life with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will show you what to do. And the way to go forward is by giving your money to the church. Do what you are so Just be obedient. God is not asking for all your money. He said 10%. Why are you, why are you struggling with 10%? Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body. He says, don't, take, don't think about these things. What you shall put on. It's not the life more than meat. It's not your solical life. The word life is okay. It's not your life, your solical life. More than meat, and the body than raiment. Your life is more than food. Why should you spend all your life looking for food? Are you a termite? It's only termites who spend all their life looking for food. Yeah, it's, it's, it's basic, it's basic animali- animalistic instinct. Survival. Go beyond survival. That's what it says. Go beyond survival. Like all your life. Why are you not in church on Sunday? I was at work. Take jobs. You know, when I went abroad over there, they had things. People are not in church on Sunday because they are doing whatever. Cut that job. Be in church on a Sunday. Give God's own to him. Jesus said, give unto Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give unto God what belongs to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why couldn't you come for this one? Why, couldn't, why weren't you here? Oh, because I was, I was enjoying my house. I was enjoying my beloved. Enjoy your beloved in the house of God. Bring the beloved to the house of God. Enjoy it to Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life. What you shall eat? Blah, blah, blah. Verse 26. Behold the fowls of the air. He's comparing your life to the fowls of the air. Like you and the best flying there, which one is more important? Which one? You. So if you are more important, then you shouldn't be thinking about some things because if God takes care of the fowls in the air, who today are and tomorrow are not? A bird can just die at any time. It says, for they sow not, neither do they reap. Nor gather into bands. They are not into planning, doing uh, monetization of future earnings. Eh? They are not into financial engineering. They just move. 
They just fly. They're just moving. They eat what they find. <laughs> Behold, the fast of their for they sow no, neither do they reap nor gather. Now, this does not mean that you should not be serious. Because the Bible says, go to the ants and go and learn some wisdom from the ants. Who gathers? Eh? Understand what we are trying to say. Okay. Neither do they reap nor gather into bands, yet your heavenly father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Next verse. Which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take it thought for raiment? For what you wear? Consider the lilies of the field. How they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. And I say unto you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you? Then he says, O ye of little faith. What he's saying is that learn to live on faith or learn to live by faith. Not by plans and running around to get everything done. Learn to live by faith. That's basically what he's saying. Learn to live by faith. Learn to wait on God. Therefore, take note of saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or whether wall shall we be clothed? For after all these things, after all these things, the Gentiles seek. Are you a child of God? Yeah. A child of God is different from a Gentile. There are three groups of people in the world now. They are Jews, they are Gentiles, and they are Christians. If you're a child of God, you are not a Gentile. Just for after all these things, do the Gentiles seek. That's all their life is. It's made up of every time. What do we eat? What do we wear? For your heavenly father knows that you have need of such things. Next verse. Now read this to me. One to go. Read it again. One to go. And all these things. That is faith. Faith is seeking first God. The kingdom of God. You're talking about money, right? It's either you serve God or you serve mammon, isn't it? And he's talking about things that you need money for. The, the way he concludes is that seek it first. Meaning that serve God with your money. Am I lying? Serve God. Learn to serve God with your money. Learn to serve God with your life. And his right, seek God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. God knows that you need them. He will add them to you. So don't use your tithe to buy food. Don't use your seed to buy TV. Hmm? He giveth seed to the sower. And giveth bread to the eater. Don't be the one who is into eating only. You eat everything that you have. Including your seed. Including your offering. Your mobile, what your phone gets a week is more than what gets from you. What you use to buy data is more. You can buy data 50 Ghana cities in a week without thinking twice. Am I lying? Because you watch porn. Ah. So all the trade gig will be gone within two days. And then you load again to feed your last. Don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. Or you'll be watching Instagram. And Instagram takes more data. 
more data as you are scrolling. You are scrolling without thinking. You are just scrolling, 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 scrolling. You are addicted. You are just scrolling like this uh, throughout the day. Then the, the, the message you can pay, 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 pay. Ninety percent you. Sh- and then you you continue watching. And then when it, you after point you realize that oh it's, it's getting finished, so you load again. Star five eight 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 hash. Which bundle data do you want? Then you go for thirty nine cities. 29 cities. Sorry? You link it for mo- with mobile money. What? I mean, you are just doing all kinds of things. Is it true? Yeah. Yet, when you come to church and it's offering time, the pastor will be standing here, take up a good offering. Offering time, blessing time. Offering time, blessing time. Then you put your hand into your pocket like this. Then you bring it out. The 50 Ghana, you just select, select, select. I know someone who put in an offering. Okay, he thought you are taking the one city. No, no, you see the one city in the fifty cities, they look alike small. No, no, it was fifty. He had folded in a certain way. So when he put it in, so when he dropped it and he saw it to go inside, he saw the fifty going. He, was like, hey! he shouted in the church, oh, hey! hey! It's a true story. I was there when it happened. He shouted, hey! Hallelujah. So one of the major ways of you becoming rich might become rich, okay, is by giving to the kingdom of God. I've told you there are four levels of giving. Giving to God, giving to a servant, giving to your parent, giving to the poor. These are the four major levels of giving. Now I'm talking about the first one, giving to God. And the first way of giving to God is through tithing. Tithing. Say tithing. Tithing. Tithing is a tenth of all your income. A tenth of all that comes to you now. This thing has been attacked by so many people. Last year, it was not easy on social media. Everybody was talking about tithe. That the tithe is not supposed to come to the house of God. The pastors are chopping the tithe. The pastors, listen. Without the tithe, the church is not built. That's the truth. If you are fighting over 10%, then keep it. You can keep your 10%. And let's watch how your life will be. You can just keep it. Don't worry. Even rich, rich Gentiles know about tithing and tithe. You dear be there. So I want to start because of the attacks that has come. The first topic in this book is six reasons why non-tithers become poor. That's the first point. Eh? Chapter number one. I'm preaching from Bishop Dark's book. Why non-tithing Christians become poor. And how Tithing Christians can become rich. Is it good to preach with books? Good books. I don't mind. I'll preach with good books. He's uh, someone I follow. So, what he has written that is benefiting me, I must say to you. In fact, I'm, I'm saying the book because I may not be able to preach everything within the next one month. So, I'm saying it so I can buy one and read it for yourself. Should I order for some for you? Yeah, so that you can have it and be reading and you, you know what's tithing that. So that when you are giving your tithe, you give it by faith. You understand? You don't just give tithe because they say we should give tithe. You give your tithe by faith. A lot of Christians do that. They give tithe because they say we should give tithe. If you know that your tithe must be linked to your faith and hence your willingness, you will know that your tithing is what will bring all those beautiful things that God wants for your life. And you will key into the law of visionary, which is a law of faith, to envision what God can do around you. You think. Hmm? So reason number one why non-tithers become poor. Are you a non-tither? Yeah, a lot of you are not tithers. A lot of people are not tithers in the church. Yeah, when I check the tithe of the of the of the congregate, various various congregations, I realize that some people don't know about tithe. That's why I want to teach about it. 
so that our tithing can increase. Because just a few people, it's just the leaders who are into it. It's just leaders who are into tithing in this church. Very few church members are into tithing. It's a bad thing. You might, or else you not prosper. You see us prospering, you will never prosper. You see some things happening around us and you say, hey, these people are stealing. We are not stealing anybody's money. We are not. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So reason number one. Non-titers become poor because they have nothing to harvest. Write it down in your book. Non-titers become poor because they have nothing to harvest. Nothing. Hosea chapter 8 verse 7. Hosea 8 7. Six points. This point number one. We have five more. For they have sown the wind. They have sown what? If you sow the wind, what will you get? You get the wind. What the word is saying is that they have sold nothing. They have not sold anything. So they will not get anything back. The, the most basic principle of prosperity in the kingdom of God is sowing and reaping. I've told you, isn't it? Or giving and receiving. Is it true? Now, if you don't give anything, what are you going to get? Nothing. If you don't invest anything in natural terms, will you get anything back? They are saying, oh, Namwan has come again. Bring hundred thousand, bring bring twenty thousand, and you get hundred thousand. And you didn't take twenty thousand. If other people are getting your hundred thousand, are you to complain? Can you complain? You can't complain. Why? Because you didn't give anything. So non-titers separate themselves from that basic principle of giving and receiving. Why? Because they sow the wind. They don't sow anything. For they have sown the wind, and they shall reap the well wind. <laughs> If you sow when you reap, well, with like nothing, a bunch of nothing, negatives. It has no stock. The bar shall yield no meal. If so be it yield, the stranger shall swallow it up. Even if something small is coming to their life, strangers will swallow it up. Yeah. When you do not pay tithes, you harm your finances because you take away the foundations of prosperity, which is sowing and reaping. Don't sow the wind. Tell me, but don't sow the wind. You've not given anything. To God. You've not given your tithes to God. So what do you think you are going to get? Nothing. Point number two. Non-tithers become poor because they do not attract blessings on their lives. Non-tithers become poor because they do not what? They do not attract blessings upon their lives. Blessings. Malachi chapter 3 verse 10. Can you read it to me? What was the point again? Non-titus become poor because because they don't attract blessings. They don't attract blessings. Now, you should know that you need blessings for your life to work. Or you don't know. How many of you know that you need something extra in life for life to work for you? Wow, a lot of people don't know. Okay, well I'm telling you, you need. That is why... (laughs) That is why people go for juju. Have you seen someone going for juju before? Or have you seen someone visiting the hometown for the fetish priest there to help him or her before? Or have you seen people, I mean, various families do all kinds of things? Eh? Yeah, because it is the truth. Whether you are a Christian or not, the truth is that you need some help. Extra. It's not hard work that brings money. It is something extra that brings money. Now, it's either you are doing it God's way or doing it the devil's way. 
That is why you can have tomato. Tomato sellers are not afraid to all be on the same line. Have you seen some people? You go to the market, all the tomato sellers are on the same line. All the yam sellers are on the same line. Why? Why? I mean, it's not correct to be, they should be in different aspects, isn't it? Of the tomato, they are all on the same line. And you've noticed sometimes all the people go to one person. Yeah, there's something under. There's something. You, someone, sometimes someone, someone can say, poultry farming is what will bring money. Like, it's, there's a lot of money in it. People try it, it doesn't work. Have you seen some people? Sometimes they'll say, oh, there's a, a pure water. Pure water sachet production is where the money is. Some people do it and it doesn't work. Because it's not actually the pure water sachet selling that makes things work. There's something around the thing. Something supernatural. Whether good supernatural or bad supernatural. If it's good supernatural, it's called blessings. You need blessing. You need the blessing of the Lord. The Bible says the blessing of the Lord that make it rich. And Jacob left his father's house with one staff and one bottle of drink, of water. When he was coming back to his father's house, his father's area, he had plenty. What did he leave his father's house with? He left with blessings, words. Do you understand? Uh So you need blessings as a human being, as a child of God, for your life to work. You can't be blessing free. And amazingly, being blessing free means you have curses around I will explain what a curse means to you. And you see that in the absence of blessings, curses function. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he says, bring you all the tithes into the storehouse. How many of you need some blessings in your life? Like something special, something supernatural around you. So that to make your life more attractive. Like when you go, and you, you go to the company, they can accept you. Your con- contrast can come. You think contrast just come to people for nothing? No, people do things. People are shouting their homes before they come out. They blow powder and then put some things on them and then come out. You think it's easy to marry? It's not a joke to marry. It's not a joke to have a child. People put things. Have you, have you heard of uh, for boys and for girls? How do people put things around their eyes so that boys can be attracted? Eh? There's, a, there's, a, there's one called collecting someone's husband. Collecting your husband. They will just put, they will collect your husband right now. Husband snatching, that is the word. Yeah. What will cause you to bump into a car that is, is being sold? You see, an anonymous account that car is supposed to sell for 70000 You bump into it and it's being sold for 25000 What is What is that thing? And then you are the one they say you should buy. You but want you to buy it. It's called blessings. Supernatural things. Do you understand? Someone will use so much to build the house. You will not have to use so much to build the house. Why? Blessings. Blessings. So you need blessings. God is showing us. Bring you out of tithes to the storehouse that there may be meat in my house. And prove me now here with, said the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. He didn't say the blessing. He said a blessing. Means that there are monthly blessings or weekly blessings or daily blessings that you need. I'll pour out on you a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. How many of you want blessings? Blessings. Uh-huh. Non-titles don't have blessings in their lives. Hard work. Only hard. Competence. 
one small thing they want to have, they will have to struggle before they can have it. I don't have to struggle for a lot of things because I want blessings. And the way to get the blessings is to give my tithe. When I release the tithe, I know that the windows of heaven are open upon me. And a blessing for the day, a blessing for the week, a blessing for the month is flowing in my life. Yeah. And I believe it and I key into it. Do you think it's a joke to not be going to the hospital regularly? To not be buying medicines? It's the blessing of God that keepeth you in health. Do you know that things people have swallowed in order to not get sick? People swallow things from various places so that they will not, they will not get sick. Do you think it's a joke to pass your exam? One of our church members was lied to by the mother somewhere in one of our churches. And the mother said, oh, we are going to see somebody. They drove, 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 and entered a certain bush. And the mother put her in the bush and said, sit down here. Whilst we were sitting there, a certain man came, wearing red. Please, please, please. And then he came. He said, we want to help you pass your exam. That's what the mother said. I want to help you pass your exam. This is what my friend's daughter did and passed the exam. Her law exam. So you two, we are doing the same thing. You see, we are all Christians, but this one too is very... That's what the mother said. We are all Christians, but this one too is important. They made their enter a certain room to go and bath and do all kinds of things. Hey! Because she's been taught, so she started speaking in tongues. But she spoke in tongues. Ah, the, the priest said, it's okay, go, go away. Go away. Yeah. Whatever they wanted to do, it not work. You think people are moving around like that? There are people in churches who are into all kinds of things. Yeah. And they go to certain prophets they know are not correct. Our fetish priests, they know. Sunday morning, they are sitting in our churches. Monday, they are where they need help. My helper. You need help. Tell everybody you need help. You need the Holy Spirit to help you. Hallelujah. You know, Genesis chapter 47, verse 9. Jacob was talking about, Pharaoh asked Jacob how old he was. And he mentioned his age and said, listen, few and evil. Hmm? Genesis 47 verse 9. And Jacob said unto Pharaoh, the days of the years of my pilgrimage are 130 years. Few and evil have the days of the years of my life been. Have you seen it? Yeah, that's how life is. Life is full of evil, even when you don't want to have any evil come into your life. Like problems, like, like life is full of problems, sickness, disease, strange things. You need an extra something to help you coach through life. Thriving and, and gliding in life. Do you understand? Reigning in life with the Lord. So that your days will not be evil. Point number three. Is it a good point? This one says, do not be surprised at the mounting poverty in your life. If you do not pay tithes. The blessing that makes rich and ask no sorrow comes abundantly on the tither. Hmm? So tithe, okay? Then on tithers become poor, number three, because they are cursed. Hey. They are what? Non tithers become poor because they are cursed. Point number one is what? They become poor because what? They have nothing to harvest. If you are non tither, these Christians, I'm not talking about non Christian, Christians, you are non tither, nothing to harvest. Why? Because you sowed the wind. So what will you reap? You will reap the whirlwind. Point number two is what? 
Because they do not attract blessings upon their life. Why? Because they don't give their time. So no blessings. Hard work. Mountain poverty. Debt. You know debt. It's a blessing to not be in debt. It's a blessing to be moving around. Sometimes those who say they are poor are actually rich because they don't owe anybody. Those who claim to be rich actually owe everybody. They owe the banks. Yeah. So the blessing of God helps you not to be in debt. Yeah. It's a curse to be in debt. He says the borrower is subject to the lender. So the point of matter, non-titles become poor because they are cursed. Malachi chapter 3 verse 8 to verse 9. Do you know there are curses around? How many of you know about the curse of Adam? What is the curse of Adam? Actually, God did not curse Adam. He cursed the ground for his sake. What did he say? He says that curse is the ground for your sake. In the sweat of thy face shall ye eat of it thereof. Isn't it? Thorns and thistles shall it bring forth unto you. What Initially, when God created the earth, eh, the earth was supposed to bear fruit on its own because God put seeds into the ground. Do you remember? Read Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2, you see it. God put seeds into the ground. All Adam needed to do was to cultivate the ground. As he cultivates the ground, the seeds grow. Even when you leave the ground on its own, what comes out is, seed, is fruit of nice things, watermelon, vegetables, contumere, you know, Apples, all kinds of nice things. That was, how, that was what was, was going on. When Adam sinned, God cursed the earth and said that instead of the earth bringing forth nice things for you to harvest without, without having to work. Because Adam was not toiling to eat. Eh? Look at it. Genesis 3.17. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded, thou shalt not eat of it. Curse is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow... Thou shalt eat of it all the days of thy life. Now, this curse is still active today. Okay? Next verse. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. Have you seen it? Thorns and what? Thistles. So, instead of the ground bringing forth good fruits, it started bringing forth what? Thorns and thistles. That is when you leave a piece of land there without doing anything on it. You will see Thorns, weeds coming on, on, coming naturally. The natural state of the earth now is to bear weeds for you. It's a curse of the earth, which is sometimes called the curse of Adam. And toiling to eat. Okay? Now, when Christ came, Christ carried the thorns upon his head. You remember? They made a crown of thorns and put it on his head. Christ actually carried the curse. That was on the ground, or Adam's case, upon his head, for humanity. Now, when you become born again, you accept that particular thing into your life, and that is the end. You are not supposed to toil or suffer. However, if you don't key into the blessings of tithing, Malachi chapter 3 verse 8 is waiting for you. Let's look at it. Malachi 3 8. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, I'll show you what stealing does. Eh? I'll show you the curse of, of a thief. And I'll show you the curse of a thief who steals from God. <laughs> and that's what Christians are when they do. And he says, will a man rob God? But he say, when have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings, you are cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation. You are cursed with a curse. Meaning that, 
some of these curses that are existing, the curse of Adam, the curse of Noah. Hmm? You remember Noah cursed. What curse did Noah give? Servant of what? Servant. He cursed Ham, his son. He says, you shall be a servant. Have you seen a servant in a house before? Like a maid servant in a certain house. Any house. Now, if that maid servant has a maid servant, what do you think will happen to that maid servant? Uh-huh. So Noah said, a servant of servants shall you be. And a servant of a servant has nothing, irrespective of how hard he or she works. Hard In that case, hard work does not produce any results. So people just invoke some cases upon their lives. Why? Because they've not tithed. I know what I'm saying. It says, ye are cursed with a curse. Even though Christ has carried it, you have decided to carry it for yourself. That is why in Matthew chapter 6, what I was reading to you, it says that the bears do not, it says they do not toil, neither do they spin. You remember? But your father in heaven feeded them. They do not toil, nor they spin. The case of, of, the, of this land is to toil before you eat. But it's not supposed to be like that. Hallelujah. See, I will not be cursing my life. I will release my 10%. I will be a tither of everything that God gives to me. To the glory of God. I will key in into the blessings of God for my life. Through tithing. Even in Jesus' name. Amen. Rise upon your feet and thank God for what I shared with you. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.